You are listening to Cafecito Talk with hosts Sergio and Jose. All right, welcome everybody to episode six of Cafecito Talk with Sergio and Jose. How you doing, man? Man, I am doing really great. I was looking forward to this podcast because there's so much dirt that I want to throw on somebody <laughs> today. It's, we, we should call this one the shade room, bro. All right, all right. This one is, we got so many comments this week about, you guys didn't even talk about entanglement. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We got you. <laughs> 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 but um, no, we wanted to do an episode this week about being single. Mm-hmm. Uh relationship failures yeah oh my god which is so much but uh before we get into it man tell me about your week How's yeah your man week been? uh so my week has been great you know just starting off today's hump day for those of you guys who don't know we're recording on a wednesday so it's too early to tell but it's been oh, a good, good week so far yeah but one <laughs> exciting thing that's happened to our cafecito talk family is that today we expanded and we're starting uh we have now a, a producer his name is john Ben Young. Say hello to the nice people out there, John. Hello, nice people. <laughs> so John is coming in as our producer, which means that he's taking care of all the technical stuff, helping us record and mix, and uh, he's a great friend of mine, a personal friend of mine, and uh, I'm really excited to have him, and so that's one really cool thing that's happening uh, this week for us at Capacito Talk. Yeah. Um, John is so good at what he does, he's so, just so <laughs> we'll be good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, this week has been flying by. I feel like yeah. it's been going crazy. I started a new job this week, so That's it's right. been like, it's been hectic, man, yeah. but it's been good. Um, so let's get into the topic, man. This has been this has been something that, for me personally, I don't like to talk about too much mm-hmm. because, you know, I told you last time I like to, I'm optimistic, I like to look forward, I don't like to look back. But one of the reasons why I'm like that is because in my past, I did burn a lot of bridges. Mm. So I was like big into burning bridges. <laughs> that was my arson. That was his profession. <laughs> so uh, let's let's get into it, man. Um, Wait, before we do that, though. Oh, yeah. We want to announce the winners yes, of yes. our Cafecito Talk merchandise mugs uh, giveaway. All right. So insert drum roll. You ready? <laughs> our first winner is underdog 16 underdog 16 <laughs> one of the funniest things was that when he was tagging people he tagged all my famous friends <laughs> so yeah, he tagged yeah, yeah. j-lo and j-lo's like uh you know she wrote to me like why is this guy tagging I know, yeah. me? why is this <laughs> random person tagging me in your post so um he's our first winner our yeah. second winner so our second winner is at kid lily Yes, at Kid Lily. Yeah. So we will be reaching so, out to her. Right. We'll, we'll DM you. We'll slot up on your DM and let you know uh, the information that we need. And bonus. <laughs> we have a bonus uh, giveaway uh, for at Jessica Janelle. Yes. Um, and it, she won me over because she said, Mom, Mama needs alone time. And, <laughs> you know, if you can listen to the podcast and have some cafecito while you're at it, yes. that, you're just pulling in my heartstrings. Yeah. Disclaimer to everybody else, do not pull on my heartstrings anymore. Okay. <laughs> yeah, even softy. Yeah, I am a softy. Um, so we so, will be reaching out to you guys. Uh, we'll send you a DM and we'll see how we get those mugs out to you. That's right. So congratulations to all of you guys. And for everyone else, keep a, keep a lookout. We will have more giveaways. There's a lot more stuff that we're, we're working on. For you so it's gonna be cool yeah cool all right so let's get into it um i guess we could start off by just talking about you know some bad relationships we've been in in the past oh, <laughs> um you know i've 
I think that growing up for me, you always have this idea of like, you're going to find the one yeah. and then you get married. And it's going to be easy. It's going to be so easy. Happily ever after. Yeah, but to get to that point, <laughs> it was a lot of work. You got to burn a lot of bridges. Right, I got to burn a lot of bridges. <laughs> um, but I was going to ask you, what is one bad experience that you've had in a previous relationship? And... You know, how did it help you in the future? Like, well, you can start off by giving me the best stuff. Oh, how much time do you have? <laughs> um, okay, so may, many of you may or may not know this. Uh, this is your first time listening. Welcome. Um, yeah, I'm notorious for having bad relationships. Um, but I, I was in a relationship for over 10 years before I met Ayla. And uh, I think for me, just because it was the longest relationship that I, that I had, um, the breakup part of it was the worst I've ever experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a 10-year relationship. We were engaged to be married. Uh, and just somehow, the relationship just fizzled. You know, um, the partner that I had at the time ended up moving away um, without my knowledge. And, you know, we were coming up on... Uh, two, three months before, you know, we had set the date and we had nothing, like, and I would reach out to her and it was like, I wasn't talking to anybody, nobody would respond. And so, you know, uh, that I think for me was the worst relationship that I was in because I became someone that I never want to be again. Like, I'm a very free person. Like, I love people and I accept people for who they are, but I became super jealous because I felt like, there was something going on, you know, and eventually I found out that there was something going on, but I had my suspicions that, you know, something was going on. Um, and I became super insecure about myself, like to the point where like I would second guess every decision that I was making. And, you know, it, 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 it took me into a deep depression that like I would literally come home from work, sit on my couch, get up, take a shower, go to work and just, repeat that day after day without any kind of just like flavor or taste to life and uh yeah it was a very grueling time you know and and at the end Super Bowl Sunday when uh the Broncos played against the Seahawks I'm never going to get forget forget that that Super Bowl it was a, a stupid upset anyway but anyway the reason why I won't forget is because it was the Saturday of the day before that I broke up with her and the reason was because you know I I sat down and I said, hey, something has to give. Like, what's going on? And, like, what are you seeing in the future for yourself and for us? And she told me, like, I'm not seeing the future. I'm just living day by day right now. And that crushed me, man. Like, it, it was... So I was already super insecure. And then I felt like I wasn't good enough. Um, so, you know, I called it off. Um, so, yeah. That That is... Uh, that's that's what happened to me, man. Like I was super scarred after that, you know, and um, it was just a, a really bad time because we we both grew up in the same area and in the same neighborhood, and we were together for ten years, so it was always me and her. Like people would know us, it was me and her. Our my favorite restaurants were me and her. Like all of these memories that we had were together, and suddenly it was just not there anymore, right? Like people would see me and they'd be like, "Yo, how's your girl?" And I'd be like, mm, "I don't have a girl anymore. Like we broke up." And then having to explain that over and over to yeah. people was just like super draining and annoying. And then going to our favorite spots, you know, where we were, they'd be like, hey, is it like two meals? And I'm like, nah, it's just one. 
So people would always ask me, and it's just so sad. I know. (laughs) Tear. Yeah. But um, I think for me, one positive takeaway is that I found my voice. I think that for me, like in that relationship, I found myself bending over backwards so much that I lost myself trying to make this other person happy. I didn't know what I wanted out of the relationship. All I knew that is that I wanted to be with her, you know? And so I cut off friends. I cut off my family. I cut off so many people in my life that really mattered to me just because I wanted to make her happy. And so I, I gave up a lot of parts of myself, some of, even some of my ambitions and goals, in order to try to make her happy. It just wasn't enough, you know? And I was just tired of it. I was tired of bending over backwards. I was tired of feeling insufficient. Um, I was tired of feeling depressed and sad and, and like not worthy of love. And then when I made the decision to break it off, I feel like I found the courage for the first time in my life to say, no, this is not what I want. Right. And that was one positive thing. And after that, like, obviously, you know, it took me a long time to get over it. It was 10 years, a decade of my life, basically, right. dating this person. Um, and, you know, that, that took me into a, a whole other spiral of learning about myself that, you know, led me to, to be the person that I am today. So that's one positive um, that I, that I, I you know, gleaned from that relationship was I found my voice and I was able to set boundaries in my, in my romantic relationships that moving forward um, keep me from or have kept me from making that mistake again. You mm-hmm. know? What about you, man? Talk to me. <laughs> Talk so, to me, baby. For me, it was, uh, I think it was a little different. When I was younger, I think I liked, I used to love dating, man. Like, in the sense that I just loved having company and having the attention of females and all this stuff. And it was just, it was fun, you know? And I never took it serious until my relationship before my wife. Mm -hmm. So, I was, I would date around, I would get to know people, and then this one girl just caught my attention. And I was like, oh, okay, I can see this going somewhere, you know? But at the time, I was 21. Okay. Um, I didn't know much about life. I mm-hmm. didn't. I just knew that I could move by my feelings, you know? So right. I wasn't, like, thinking everything through. I just, what I felt, I would do. So in that time, I remember that I was growing as a person, but not at the rate that she was growing in, because women are just smarter than us yeah, yeah. <laughs> they move a lot faster than us so um i remember that i tried to do the same thing with her which was just mess around for a little bit and joke around and, and see each other on the side and then she would she just wasn't with it and then uh finally i settled down but i settled down without wanting to settle down it was because I didn't want to lose her, settle down, and that's not the healthy way oh, of doing yeah, it. For sure. So I remember that I changed. Like you said, you change. You you do you start doing things the way that you think you're supposed to do them. Yeah. And so I left a lot of friendships behind, I left a lot of people behind and and then at one point I said, Okay, well let's get engaged and we got engaged and it just felt like we were both trying to make each other happy and it wasn't the right way, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we were doing everything to make each other happy except be honest. And so we just, it just wasn't working. Yeah. And then one day, unfortunately, um, 
you know, one thing led to another and I found out that she had cheated on me and it was, uh, it was devastating, not because I wanted it to work, but because I felt like by, by that time I was 24, mm-hmm. 23 or 24. And I was like, man, like, wasted time you know it felt like wasted time and then that really like you said it brings insecurities it brings um questions into your life about your future about yeah. what's wrong with you and where you what like what you can and can't do and and so that brought a lot of negativity on me mm-hmm. and i was just it it brought like a sort of depression on and it was one of those things that I just had a hard time overcoming. Mm-hmm. But one of the great things is that at that moment, I had found myself getting closer to like leaders in the church or whatever, just people who were like guiding me in the right direction. And so one guy told me something that I'll never forget. And it's, it's advice that if I ever have a, a conversation with anyone, I'll tell them. And it's... Um, the, the right person at the wrong time is the wrong Still person. The wrong person. Yeah. So that enlightened me so much because at that time when it broke off and everything was off, I, I like, I was like, no, like it's, it can't happen to me. Like I got to make this work. And, and when he told me that I was like, Oh shoot. Like, you know, even if she was, I messed it up with the timing and it wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn to let go of that. And I think that that one bad experience, that one bad relationship for me allowed me to understand the value of time. Mm. So being able to do something at the right time instead of forcing something, instead of rushing into something. That's good, man. Then that helped me understand like, okay, Serge, take your time. Mm -hmm. Learn to to get to know that person or or to... um, ask the right questions yeah. or to know that you're on the same page but it takes time like you don't see that when you're in the relationship because you just want to make things work right so that was tough for me um it's funny we have such a similar experience yeah, we're like the same person talking <laughs> know, to ourselves right? <laughs> um how do you think that um you contributed to the re- relationship failing like uh what expectations couldn't you meet or what do you think happened like on your end? Yeah. Honestly, I I think that, yeah, I think that there were a lot of, um, there was many, many disappointments that I caused, um, in my relationship. I feel that my relationship, uh, you know, with, with this person, um, revolved around a lot of what I did, like who I was. And so I was a youth pastor at the time. Um, I was, you know, traveling, I was doing worship, I was doing all these things that, like, prominent people do, right? Like, so, I was, like, known in the region, in the area where I'm from, and it gave me kind of, like, a celebrity, you know, like, that people recognize me, and so I feel that, you know, um, it was like, a, we were like a power couple in that sense, where, you know, I introduced her to a lot of my friends, and my circles, and so she was, like, accepted into that circle of influence, and, um, you know, so, but I feel that, my humanity or my flaws were too much for her to handle at, at, at times. Like, you Explain know, that. That's so interesting. like when, when I was in school, um, I was studying to be a doctor, right? So I, I took pre-med biology mm-hmm. and the expectation was there that like, 
you know, her mom was super proud that I, she was dating someone who was going to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And halfway through my junior year, I realized that I didn't want to do that anymore. Like halfway through my junior year of college. And I, you know, I told her cause she's my partner. So I said, Hey, like, I don't think I want to go to Mexico anymore. I don't like the lab. I don't like the research part of it. I hate the write-ups. Like I want to do something else. Like I, I you know, I want to, I want to explore other options. And when she told her mom, it was like so deflating to her, like to them. Um, and you know, she started treating me differently. Um, and then on top of all that, like, we had a lot of problems in my family, um, and my, my parents, like, didn't really accept her, you know, especially my mom didn't really accept her. So that kind of, I never, I contributed to that because I never, like, had a sit down to say, hey, like, what's going on? How do we fix this? How do we resolve this? Yeah. So it became like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing where I just clung, like, where just clung onto her. Yeah. Right? Like, so I was just, like, held on yeah. to that relationship, you know, and it made us closer in that sense. And that's the problem. Once the problems went away, we realized that there were a lot of internal problems, right? So external problems are okay. But once you have internal problems, like we weren't seeing eye to eye, we wanted different things. And I, I feel like I didn't listen to her because I feel like the signs were there all along. Now looking back, um, you know, she felt like our relationship was super rushed. Like, cause I wanted to get married, right? And she was younger than I was. So she didn't really, like she thought it was just the next thing that we were supposed to do. Right. But I never stopped to ask her, like, is this really what you want to do, right? Like, that's just, right. you know, so I was going to have that life of, like, you know, youth pastor, getting married young, you know, starting that. So, like, that whole grooming aspect of it came in, and I think it scared her. Obviously, we never had that conversation, so I don't know for sure, mm-hmm. um, you know. Uh, so, I, I don't have that closure in that sense of, like, okay, this is what killed my relationship. I'm just kind of speculating on my end what I saw and what I know I did. Um, another thing that I feel contributed to, um, the relationship was that I was very young and very naive, yeah. right? And so my, my not understanding adult life, like it really put a damper on, you know, the success of that relationship where I was very immature in a sense. I was really bad with money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I was in debt because <clears throat> of school, because of other things. And so like, I feel like I, I wasn't. It wasn't contributing much to the success of that relationship. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was, like you said, it was maybe the right person. It was just the wrong time. Or maybe it was the wrong person and it was the wrong time too, okay. you know? So that, that's what I feel like it was for me. Um, you know, I didn't have everything put together. I, I couldn't sustain a household, right? Right. I couldn't, you know, move forward um, even though I wanted to, you know? Um, I feel like that grandiose idea that, like, things are gonna, just going to work out. <laughs> it, it wasn't like yeah. clicking for us as a relationship so yeah I do feel like I contributed in that sense of like to the to the demise of that relationship by just being I was young and naive yeah and that's what I, I think helped. naive is the key word yeah I think that when we are I think back to when I was young and think like how did I think I was going to survive right you know what? Like, 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 looking back you think yeah. that was so scary to like yeah. want to start a family and right. I didn't even have like a, like a stable job right. I was still in school you know yeah it's crazy <laughs> what about you um what do you think were some contributing factors that you perpetrated in that relationship i think i stopped being myself mm. and i think that when you 
have to change for someone. That's my advice to female or male. Mm -hmm. If you have to change who you are to fit somebody's lifestyle, to fit somebody's want, you're not doing it right. right. You're just not doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I I think that I just became a whole different person. Mm -hmm. Um, I told you last time, my, my love language is giving. But it became... For in that season, it became giving for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. It was to keep up with a status, to keep up with a lifestyle. Yeah. And it was because it wasn't coming from my heart anymore. It was because it was being asked of, like, do this, give me this, give me that, or or be here, or be there. And I just couldn't keep up with that lifestyle anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that is very key to a relationship, is that you have to be able to do yourself and be yourself without anyone having to ask you to do it yeah um, that's good because that for me was the hardest part mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that I because that happened internally you become you be like you become that person too where you start asking for things that are so unreasonable right. in a relationship right. but you think because it's being asked of me you got to do it too yeah so we just became these people that we didn't even recognize anymore. And it's like, well, why are we doing all of this? Like, mm-hmm. why is it that we are pressuring ourselves to be just completely different people? Yeah. So I think that that was one of the ways that I contributed to that. Instead of stopping it and saying, you know what, this is not me. Right. Or I don't want to hang out with these people. Or I don't think this is okay. Mm-hmm. I just went along with everything. Yeah. And it gave a lot of, like, room for things to happen that shouldn't have happened. Right. right. And so, that was one of the, contrib- the big, I think the biggest contribution in, in the failure of my relationship. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man. So, what did you learn being single? After all that went down, yeah. after everything happened, yeah. what, what was the thing that you enjoyed about being single? Like, what was Dude, it? Dude, I... Honestly, like, I had a problem growing up where I feel like I, I dated around a lot. You know, before, um, you know, dating this person for 10 years, I dated around a lot. Like, I had a lot. I always needed somebody. Yeah. Right? So, that was the first thing that I unlearned. It was to remove the need for someone else. Like, that was one of my biggest lessons. Um, when I, after I, I, I broke up with my, with my ex, um, I was single for about two years and and when i'm when i'm talking about single it's like i was single single like Mm -hmm. yeah i would talk to girls i would you know slide up on some dms but (laughs) it never like it never i I never let it get to the point where like okay i want you to fix me you know like let's start something together you know And, and i think that time really helped me detox a lot of just negativity that you know came from um that relationship that i had and so that was the first thing that i learned to remove the need for someone else to, to kind of like to cheer me on to um, you know uh, give feedback or just like to be obviously I missed making out I love <laughs> like so for me my love language is physical touch uh-huh. I need to be touched <laughs> and I need to touch like I need kissing is my jam you know hugging nice. is my jam <laughs> <laughs> hugging is my jam like I will grope you if I can, nah, nah. <laughs> but like physical, so physical touch um, is, is my love language, both giving and receiving. And so that was really tough for me, right? Mm-hmm. Where 
you know, like I, I had to abstain from just randomly kissing people that I wanted to. Um, but the second thing that I did, and this sounds, it's going to sound so weird and cliche, but I started dating myself. Like, oh my God. I, I know, it's, I, sound like, I sound like, you know. Okay, Kelly Clarkson. Right. I'm just kidding. Sounds so weird. But here's what, here's what I started doing. I started listing on my interests mm-hmm. and I started doing my interests. So like one of my interests is to travel. So when I when I became single, I only had to buy one ticket. Right. So I would just buy it. Like right. I, I visited different countries by myself, like and with other friends too. Um, you know, I started working out, right? Because they say the best rela- the best rela- revenge is to look good. So right. I was like, heck yeah, I lost so much weight, <laughs> you know. Um, and so I started doing things that, or discovering things that I wanted to do all along that she probably didn't like, or she probably didn't want to. And I just did them. Yeah. And the cool thing about being single, and maybe people like don't realize this, but the cool thing about being single, y'all, is that you don't have to ask anyone for permission. You just get up and go. Like that junk, you may not ever get that back once you get married, y'all. Um, but so that, so I dated myself. And the third thing that I, that I did, um, it was I made platonic relationships. I made friends. Like my friends in my life, especially when I moved to Germantown, um, they became my family. You know, like you guys have been my family, especially being away from my family. And I think, I don't think we give enough credit to our homies. Like, I don't think we give enough credit to our, gir- our, our guys and girls that like are with us through thick and thin. Like, they are the ones that get you through the crap that you go through. Like my, my, my friend TJ, big shout out TJ, love you. He was the best man, one of the best men at my wedding. Yo, if it wasn't for TJ, like, hitting me up when I was depressed after the breakup and literally saying, yo, I'm downstairs, I'm coming upstairs to get you to go to the gym, I would not have gone to the gym. Like, I had no motivation to do it. And my friend stepped up in the hugest way possible and, like, got me going, got me healthy, got me working out, got me doing all these things. We traveled to DR together. Like, the first time I went, you know, international was with this dude. Like, so it was like, that's my bro, man. And, you know, I, I feel like... I started um, honoring and respecting the friendships that I that I made that were just platonic, like and even like my relationship with females too. I had to correct my relationship with females where I objectified them. My relationship with females changed to I can have just regular friends, right? So like my friend Cece and Esther, like they became my family, and it was amazing to be able to hang out with them and just be, you know. And I think a lot of us, especially guys. Like, people say, like, you can't have opposite friends of the opposite sex. I, I, sometimes it's not true, but sometimes it is true. And it, it's true when you begin to detox yourself from these toxic relationships that the way that men see women, right? And so, yeah, my friends for me, like, they became such a huge part of, of who I am today because they helped me overcome all those things, right? And the last thing, I made myself happy. And I think that's super important to talk about, like, if you're not happy with yourself, and TJ would tell me this all the time, like, yo, if if you if God if, if life gave you everything you wanted on a silver platter, but if you're not happy with yourself, you're not even gonna enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So no matter what it is that you are, where you are right now in your life, if you can't find contentment with where you are, like by yourself, for yourself, if you can't be your cheerleader, like your own cheerleader, there's nothing that anyone else can say that's gonna satisfy that need that you have. And so for me, it was learning that, like, 
I started cheering myself, like, yo, you moved to Germantown, like, that's a huge thing, you did it by yourself, you ain't know nobody out here, and you did it, like, you're, you know, you're working out, like, you're eating healthier, you're losing weight, you're making all these friends, like, I, you know, I started, I started motivating myself to, to do the things that I wanted to do, and that really helped me uh, in, my, in my season of, 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 of being single, and once I was super happy, I think everything happens for a reason, like, once I, I found myself, like, okay, I can do this. Like, I can be single for the rest of my life. I literally got to that point where I was like, if I'm going to give somebody the time of day, oh, they better be worth it. Mm -hmm. Like, I was so super like super zealous of my time and my energy and my efforts that I really just started saying, I got to find someone that's worth that, right. worth me giving up some of these things because otherwise I'm going to keep it moving. And it happened. But, you know, that, that we're, we'll get to that later. Right. <laughs> but what about you, man? What were some lessons or what did you learn in, in, in your singlehood? And how, how long were you single after you broke up with the Irons? Um, Three years? Yeah. Yo, legit, we're the same person. <laughs> like, I just feel like this is it. Yeah. I was, it was three years. I think that for me, I just... Um, I just... I was myself again. Mm -hmm. I, I, I spent so much time pretending to be somebody else Same. that I just began enjoying my friendships again. Um, I had people come around that like I had kind of burned bridges with and I <laughs> restored them and brought them back into my life. And I think that that helped me yeah. a lot. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't attribute it to just one thing, like what I learned, but it was just, Every day was something new. Yeah. And I was able to enjoy it without feeling a burden over my shoulder. Right. Or it, feeling, it came naturally. Right, yeah. right, right. So I was able to go out with friends, do stuff, and um, I didn't make dating a priority. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I made it a priority to to make myself happy. Yeah. You know, and I think that um, whatever that may have been, you know, whether yeah. it was doing something, going somewhere. Mm -hmm. I just, being happy was just the top priority. Top priority. Yeah. yeah. So, that's good. Uh, luckily, I had the right people around me. And in that season, I think that I had transitioned from my love life to everything else. So, I changed my group of friends. I changed my environments. I changed work. I, I'm that guy that yeah. changes everything. When one thing goes really bad, I'll just be like, all right, I'm out. Reset. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. So I changed completely, and then, but that, without me knowing, was the best decision I made. Wow. And sometimes what happens is that you could break up with that person, and you think that you're taking off one weight, but you have ten other weights ten that others. are attributed yeah. to that person. Exactly. So I just let go of all of it, mm -hmm. you know, and it was like, okay, well, let me just start over. Yeah. And luckily, I did. I was able to do that. And in that, I came to the next junction in my life, and it, it was perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, everything that happened after that happened the way it was supposed to. Yeah. But if I didn't learn to let go of certain things, because it was like, well, I can, I can let go of her, but I'll still be cool with the same friends that we had. And it's like, well, it's not always going to work like right, that, right. you know? So I think that for me, in that season of being single, I learned to make myself happy and then also learn to just try new things, new people, uh, find new circles, you know, and yeah. that helped me out a lot, yeah. big time. Yeah. Um, 
So, we went through the transition of bad relationship to what you learned being single. So, what what was the motivation after all of that that you went through? What was the motivation to find the right person for you? For you? The motivation was that I dated all the wrong people. Right. Like I was done with that. Right. You know. Right. Um, but honestly, I, I think that I'm I'm a firm believer in equal partnership. I think mm-hmm. it's super important. And there are many factors outside of the oohs and the ahs and the look at that body, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, that like I consider important. And for me, once I, once I started realizing that like I'm loving life right now and I'm like super stoked about, you know, my future, I want somebody to share it with intimately. Like I want to bring somebody along that has goals, has ambitions, that we're running in, this, in the same direction, right? And so that was my motivation. I, I think for me... I was really um, comfortable being single. And, and, and one of the first conversations that I had with my now wife was, yo, like, my, my, my independence is, like, super important to me, you know? And, like, I'm not, I'm not about to give that up for nobody. And then she was like, oh, we'll see about that, you know? <laughs> and boom. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel like I started asking myself the, the same question, like, okay, what's my motivation now? Is it because I haven't kissed somebody in like three months, three years and I really want to? Is it because I want to get laid? Um, and so once I started moving past those superficial questions, because you have to ask yourself, like, right. you know, I, need, I, I, need, I need a bad, you know, girl next mm-hmm. to me. Um, I started realizing like, okay, w- what is the goal that I want? Like, I want to build something. I want to build a future. I want to, you know, see the world. So I'm going to need somebody that's going to hold me down I'm going to need somebody that's going to like be in my corner and cheer me on. Someone that has ambition, has goals, someone that's complete. Yeah. And so that I, together we can build something. And so that, that was my motivation uh, to find the right person. I, I was ready to do something bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. And I needed, I needed somebody along for the journey that was going somewhere too. You know what I mean? And so that, that was the motivator for me. What about you? What motivated you to, I didn't really have, like, I wasn't looking for it. Yeah, me either. You know what I mean? I was um, I was coming to a new church, and I always tell the story, and my wife gets mad. But I remember I came from a lifestyle where everything was in Spanish. I had a Span- I would go to a Spanish church. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my friendships were all Spanish. Everything was like that. So I was like, you know, the first thing I'm going to do is go to an American church. There it is. And I'm get yourself find, a gringita. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to find me a nice, beautiful white woman with good credit. Um, that has yes, Lord. Yes. Parents, and I'm saying all this stuff. And then I find the only Guatemalan woman <laughs> at the church and I marry her. <laughs> but so I. That is so, so true. But just to tell you, I'm telling you that because my mindset was not. It was just, it's a new environment. Let yeah. me just find something yeah. new. Yeah. But. The heart wants what it wants, you know? And then at that time, I remember we were going to a youth group, and uh, I started to get to know Marlene, and I would always tell her, I'd be like, you know, uh, you should not get too close because this is not something that I'm looking for. Right, right, right. But eventually, and she had the same mindset, too, because she would tell me, you know, the next person I date, I'm going to marry. I was like, well, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't going to be me. (laughs) And it ended up being me. <laughs> it was so you. Yeah, but um, I think that just allowing her to be my friend and allowing us to be um, able to speak and do 
like just to get to know each other. Yeah. I guess is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just that enabled me to say, oh, I think this, I think this is the right person, or I think I'm ready. Like I can't see her out of my life. Mm-hmm. Like I can't see myself without her. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, now I need to make the move. Nah. And um, that was kind of the motivation was just allowing us to be friends first and then thinking, okay, I, I can see something beyond it. Yeah. And then also like having her around all my friends and everyone liking her and everyone being like, oh, wow, she was great. Yeah, like, that was a huge thing Yeah, too. that was good. So um, that was that. So... How did you know? So you have your motivation. How did you know that Ayla was the right person? So what what made that clear to you at the end? Yeah. So, you know, when you asked me this question as we were prepping, um, like, I just, I'm having a hard time articulating it because I feel like you have this aha moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that aha moment was when Ayla was going, uh, she, she texted me and she was like, yo, like, I need to be honest with you, like, I, lo- I like you a lot, and I want to be with you, um, but, like, if you don't want this to go anywhere, just, I need you to tell me, right, and so, you know, me being a dude, I was like, hey, girl, you do you, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I really told her, like, you know, you're single, you can do whatever you want, mm-hmm. and that same night, like, I started thinking about her text, and I was like, whatever, <laughs> I ain't gonna go for it, but then I started realizing that, like, I was going to miss out on such an amazing friendship mm-hmm. that I had with this girl. Like, Ayla has been someone in my life that, like, she's a rock, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, the cool thing is, is her friends love her. Her family loves her. Like, people that meet her immediately gravitate towards her. And so I started noticing that, and I wanted that in my life. And so for me, that was a motivator, like, She's the right person. Mm-hmm. Like people love her. She loves people. She's genuine. She's honest. And I wanted to be around that. I wanted to be around someone that's motivated. I wanted to be around someone that has goals and ambition and is still human and understands and has empathy and, you know, understands brokenness and understands, you know, and has patience. So that, for me, it was like all these little things, right? So people look for, you know, red flags for to stay away. But I was looking for green flags. Right. I was looking for these things that were like, yes, 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 yes. You know, so I made a checklist of all the things that I wanted out of a partner. And she had them and then some. Right? Like when my mom met her, my mom has never in my life liked a girl that I dated. <laughs> and so when my mom met her, I was super nervous. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when, when she left, she was like, don't let this one go. That's all she said. Mm-hmm. She was like, no, let's get some muchacha se vaya. And I was like, you bet. And then when she met my sister Liz, who was like my mom, I was even more nervous for her to meet Liz. And Liz told me, that's your wife, man. Like, for Liz to say something like that to me, it was like, it blew my mind. And I knew I was in the right track. Right. I mean, I didn't even second guess myself after that. You know, so. What about you? How did you know uh, you found the, the right Guatemala? <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's funny because I had asked Marlene to marry me like two or three times before I actually proposed. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know and that. And she always said no. Okay. And I was like, shoot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Third time to try. Right. <laughs> so, but ever, something always happened for it not to work, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. then um, I started doubting a lot, you know, what, what that was. Yeah. And I think that 
the one moment that I realized, okay, I have to be a better man. Because a lot of me, I'm very, once you get to know me, I'm very, um, like, distant from, like, family or, like, anything. I'm I'm just not that close as I should be. Yeah. Um, So, one of the things that I saw from her was when I got appendicitis and I was in the hospital for a couple days, um, she dropped, well, she didn't drop anything. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. came to tend to me while she had a child. Yes. While she had a job. Yes. While she had other responsibilities. And she was still there at all times. And I, I and, remember that. Yeah. And I remember that for me, it was like, okay, I got to do right by this mm-hmm. woman. Like in the sense that anything, even when I try to show her the worst in me, she's, finding the best in me and she's being there at the worst of the time of worst of times. And and that for me was crucial. Like just finding the right person at the right time. And that just felt like it, you know, it felt like, man, you are going above and beyond. And that moment. And also the moment when I walked away from ministry, because it was a moment where she was so involved in the church we were at. And I gave her, I didn't give her the option, but I told her that she had the option to um, walk away from the relationship because I know what it meant to her. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I was like, you know, I don't want you to feel obligated to stand next to me or stay on the sinking ship, you know, like that. You don't have to. And her answer to me was, I want to, and I'm with you, and Mm -hmm. we are going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And that we did. You know, we figured it out. We made it work. And now we live this life that has been great because of the decisions that she made and the decisions that we made to honor each other, Mm -hmm. even through the worst. So that helped me out so much. And I think that that's when I knew, man. When I remember um, going through all of that and her being just so attentive to me yes, and that. to her son yeah. and without skipping a beat without skipping yep. a beat that was incredible yeah, it so, is incredible um, that was the moment for me man but um, the, like I said that for me is the essence of this podcast mm-hmm. it's uh, failure to learning and then to succeed, succeeding yeah. in relationships and yeah. I think that uh, uh, that was good for me, I mean, I don't know if it'll work for everyone else, yeah. but I don't know what you think. Any final words on this topic? Yeah, I, I think that you shouldn't belittle where you are right now. Like, yeah. If you are single, don't wish to be in a relationship. Like, Live where you are right now. If you are in a relationship, treasure it and, and work on it. But if you are single, like, love yourself and so that you can know exactly where, you know, you can be exactly where you are. Like, be present with, with your situation. Learn about yourself. Learn about others. Learn your wants and, and the things that you don't want because that's what's going to help you when you take that next step or if you're ever ready to take that next step, right? Yeah. If you want to be single for the rest of your life, do it. Enjoy it. Do you. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if you feel like you want somebody, want somebody for the right reasons. And I feel like it's super important for us to talk about those things too. Yeah. Don't settle. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship, if you're not in a relationship, don't settle. You know, find what you love. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship, stop comparing your relationship right. to other people. Yeah, live your relationship. Live, live it out. You guys are, you know, every relationship is unique. Yeah. And every relationship brings something different yeah. to the table. That's good. And, um, you know, and if you're with the wrong person, you should walk. 
walk you away. You can walk away. Yeah. You can walk away. You yeah. are strong enough to do it. It might be very difficult, and you know. And I told, I even told TJ this. Like, in order for me to get over my ex, I had to die. Like, I mourned it so much, you know. But then there's life after that too. Right. right? So you you overcome this. You're strong enough to do it. You are complete enough to do it. And so we believe in you here at Cafecito Talk. And we just want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen. Uh, we appreciate every one of you guys, you know, listening through through your your, your podcast um, channel or app. Uh, you know, join us next week as we discuss another topic. So website coming up this week. Website is going to launch this week. Nice. Uh, so we're we're super excited about that. Keep an eye out. And uh, for those of you that are winners, we are going to slide up into your DMs. Uh, and ask you for your social security number now. <laughs> just so, yeah, just so we can get you your, your, your mug. So have a great week, y'all. Uh, and then we'll we'll talk to you next week and cut the talk. See you next week. We believe everything is better with Cafecito, and we're glad we got to share this Cafecito with you. We would love for you to connect with us. So follow Cafecito Talk Podcast on Facebook and Instagram to get some cool bonus content like figuring out Jose's coffee preferences, Sergio's wisdom, or submitting questions and suggestions for future episodes. Now on to some technical stuff. Cafecito Talk is produced by CT Productions and Alpha Creative. Our show's producer is none other than John Badion. We call him John B around here. Our executive producers are Sergio and Jose. Join us next week for some more Cafecito. Peace, brother! I totally picked on that one.